Because I'm usually were, on the other side of the interview, yeah, though. Like, I worked as a music, a journalist music journalist for, like, eight or nine years, which is a weird thing to say. That's I'm a so weird thing, old, right? right? Um, Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're the worst. Let me get the nod from Jeff. Are we recording already? I assume okay, so. Okay, great. Yeah, so you go ahead and keep talking, because I can <laughs> keep that shit in. That's <laughs> okay, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you are welcome to swear. So like. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that is not an option, but... Uh, I, I can't, uh, I can't, I can't ooh. do the beeping and blooping, and I, I just, I'm too lazy. No, I'm, I'm just filthy we're actually back at supersonics uh post-production and Mm -hmm. jeff is behind the board and i'm in studio with you're listening to the can't sell this podcast with your hosts hugh elliott and stefan grambart Natalie Zena Walshots. <gasps> Natalie Zena Walshots. Oh my God! <laughs> I'm so st- I'm so excited. Like, it just, like we were talking about the fact of how excited I get, but like I really I'm I'm there's a really good reason I'm excited, and you may not have seen or listened to the podcast episode about it, but <clears throat> we did a whole episode in which I proposed an idea for a series of webisodes about the hired goon. Oh, I know this. I oh. absolutely know this. There is an episode in which um, you and I think it's Stefan are pretending to be like the goon goons, and his buddy. Like, yeah, yeah, picking up their kids <laughs> after school. Like, well, that's my. That's yeah, me and my daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> part- that one is particularly funny. But. I've written a couple of scripts, and and I mean the the the. the Stefan and I, he was the Skeeter character and, and, uh, in the first episode. The second episode was myself with my daughter, and I threw in all these little jokes about, you know, we are in the Incredibles movie. And the, the idea I had was, like, he was never aware that he was a goon. He was just accepting jobs. Right. So, uh, that was the, that so it was sort the, of this, like, unintentional totally slide unintentional, into yeah, being a minion. And, I mean, that's how he could end up in the Incredibles, or that's how he could end up... You know, in Batman or, or you know, the, the third episode I wrote, he was in a Jet Li movie accidentally. You know, he just took a job. <laughs> right. He's like, know? oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> just like some big guy. He's like, well, they, they said all you got to do is be big, you know. So that was that was my take on it. And, and, and then, it's like, good. it's got to be like maybe a month later, I, you tweeted about how excited you were about getting this this book. Deal. Book deal. Oh, my God. It is the most surreal thing that has ever it, happened in my <laughs> entire life. Like, I I, it's, I don't know how to explain how, like, I just walk around in my life being like, is this happening? I'm writing, I'm writing a book. I think it's... <laughs> did that? Did that really occur? So, for yeah. the record, you kind of have to know how to explain it. This is an audio thing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Like I, I, I saw the I. Uh, your tweet just blew blew me away. Blew me away. Hench. Yeah. Hench. Right. And then, he, and then you're just like my fanfic. I'm gonna make a book. I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I immediately was like, we need to sit down and talk about this. And I'm so glad we finally have, because like, I, I, it is so heartwarming to see that there are other people on the earth who have considered the humble hench, right? The because humble hench, Absolutely yes. necessary part of superhero, supervillain culture. Yeah. Constantly in every story, whether it's a comic or a movie or an animated series. For sure. Uh, constant stream of cannon fodder. We oh. never learn these people's names. We never, like, learn about their lives. Nope. Beyond, like, maybe a line here or there. It's just just disposable humans. Yep. Um, but they're I, not. But not. But absolutely. <laughs> I don't believe that they, they are. They have lives, my friend. They have lives. They have extremely <laughs> interesting, complicated lives uh, yeah. because they've ended up in this place. Yeah, um, yeah. And you don't end up, you know, like working for a supervillain if you haven't seen some shit. That's what I'm talking about. So. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. I love, uh, my, I mean, like my concept was entirely, it was just incidental. He just, and then he would leave and go back to his real world. Like he had, you know, he was a divorced, a divorced dad and. He had kids, and my son is now asking to be in the in the thing. He's like, "What can I? What voice can I do?" And I'm like, "I don't, I don't. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, because the, the latest episode I wrote, and actually, I thought about asking you about it. Sure. Was uh, he was on a date, and he was talking to the he was talking to his date about this circumstance of being in this Jet Li movie right. accidentally, and she just was like, "I don't." 
I don't ever want to be with someone so dishonest. You're a big liar. And she laughed. And the waitress was like, you're on the news. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. That's so great. I was it's like, like, is that <clears throat> you? Like, <laughs> I see you. And so, like, every, I mean, the two episodes that I did where I took a photo of me and just per- put me into the into the still, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just crack. Like Photoshop face. <laughs> Seriously. Like, there. Just, I just, like, even the cartoon one, I just cartooned a beard onto the guy. I'm like, <laughs> ah, you look like you Close look like enough. you could be me. I mean, nobody's, nobody looks like me. Um, so... The process behind uh, this book, I almost keep want to say book deal, but I mean, you're nearly like this is the book is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The book is done. I started it. Um, I started the manuscript. Uh, this is also wild to say, but um, in 2013, crazy. I know. Uh, I was working on a um, on a video game at a game jam, okay. and uh, I had like just kind of like reached the end of what I could do before you know one of my um, one of my co creators uh, like finished a bit, um, and I'd had. I'd wanted to write a novel about hench people for a thousand years. And I'm like, you know, I'm here. Like, I have an unknown amount of time. Like, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just going to write a couple chapters. Um, And I, I like, kind of, you know, just blurted out approximately the first 20,000 words um, and then didn't, like, gradually crept up to 40K and then kind of didn't touch it for almost a couple of years. Um, I started a PhD. A lot of, like, I moved. I moved back whole bunch of stuff happening uh and then in 2016 i kind of like picked it up in earnest again um took you know like a couple of years doing two further full drafts like finishing finishing the first full second full third um and then yeah like had last year was sort of you know the narrative of my life was really dominated by the having the you know crazy and wonderful experience of having uh you know my agent be really excited about it and like try and sell it and then be success like get people who are interested and then it was sold and then i like edited the whole thing with an amazing (laughs) editor and you know where we're now at like final final copy edit Oh my god! Oh my you know, god! Oh my god! It's like on my couch. There's like a printout of the novel, like looking suspiciously like an actual book. Do you have like an illustrator who's done the cover? Is there like we so don't we, have the cover oh. yet? I have the interior design. Um, okay. I know what it looks like. Uh, I can't show anybody yet, but I do know what it looks like. It it looks stunning. I'm like thrilled with the way uh, the interior turned out. Um, I don't have a cover yet. I should very soon. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna you know vetting, what it looks like. Vetting illustrators and photographers. Is that what's going on right now the uh or? that's that's uh, my my publisher the publisher is. handles yeah. that oh, yeah, okay. yeah they're taking care of that um i get a lot of say in what it looks like for sure but uh i that's mercifully out of my hands I'm right just, now I, uh, I just get to look at beautiful art and be like yes that one uh it's great <laughs> while you sip champagne exactly yeah yeah <laughs> yes this, this is a lovely chardonnay mm-hmm. but uh, the illustrator is not my taste no. i don't think <laughs> yeah gyrus, it's like, i don't think no. <laughs> not not quite this one. Um, yes, I'm looking for something ridiculous. darker, something in a charcoal. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it, it okay. Sorry, let me think about this for one okay. second. There, I do I do have a question, but it, it's mostly about process. Sure. So, you went from essentially blubbing out a whole bunch of words, and mm. and, and you had a story. Yes. But was this part of a, an ongoing narrative that you had been discussing and you'd been thinking about for a long time? Like, you don't just come up with an entire story out of the blue. Usually there's something that, that I mean, brings yeah, like, that up. Like, you, you watched a movie and went, oh, my God, this is totally this guy. I, I can think of this person right, right. off the bat. Um, so when I was five... Uh, we're going to back up a little bit, I guess. <laughs> just a couple uh, of... <laughs> a little bit. Uh, when I was five, um, my first, like... Any near, uh, I guess, um, fictional crush was Captain Hook. I thought he oh. was like, like, a- like animated Disney Captain Hook. Okay. I thought he was super cool, right. uh, and like he was my favorite Disney character. Really? And when my, you know, parents and aunt and uncle would like took me to Disneyland, the only person I wanted to meet was Captain Hook. Like, I don't care about these princesses. Like, something in my soul has spoken <laughs> to this sinister <laughs> Cap- man, Captain uh, Hook. Captain, Captain Hook. Um, and and I I think. 
I've found villains much more interesting characters historically than heroes, um, which I don't think I'm alone in that. No, like, I, no, I think not that, at all. You know, sort of the like the having a really good villain, um, you know, makes a story. Um, if only, if only to give a protagonist something really interesting to push against. Well, and also, right? I mean, like when you look at the history of uh, GI Joe, or you look oh, at yeah. Star Wars, like the the costumes and the the, the apparel they the have is much so better, cooler. Yep. You know, like the 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 hero, the protagonist, is consistently dirtier. And is not as well funded. <laughs> I think it's I think it's harder to do wholesomeness, yeah. right? In a in if you're super a, rich, make it look cool. It's, it's why Batman is a dark knight, you know, as opposed to like he's cool. Yeah, man. Ba- Batman's superpower is being a billionaire. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's sort of um, yeah. That there's there's you know just aesthetically they're more interesting. Uh, narratively, they tend to be much more interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Often, you know, they have uh, the idea of the backstory to a villain. Right, is, right. You know, all kind of a fascinating concept in and of itself. Um, I started uh, the the first things I like wrote that were of any length were fan fiction when I was okay. sort of like um, you know preteen young teen. Um, I wrote a lot of Phantom of the Opera fan fiction <laughs> in a notebook with a friend oh of mine. Oh my god! Okay, so yeah. just a side note: I just saw you had tweeted you and uh, Stacy uh, Fowles had gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she had never been, but you and Heather Cromarty. Yeah, we went to we went to see the Phantom of the Opera like like two days ago. Just That's this amazing. Past weekend. Uh, and are, I you, have, are you like, you need to pay attention to this moment? Or like, was it just an entirely different production from what you remember? It's, or? A, very, it's a very different production than from what I remember for sure. But it's it's more of, of like, it feels much more like, you know, when you have like uh, that first like boyfriend or girlfriend in high school, you're like 15 and you're like, no one has ever been more in love than I am right at this moment. And there is no human I can conceive of more attractive. Ooh, just definitely punch that uh, more attractive than this random other 15-year-old who, for some reason, my hormones have decided is perfect. That's the, the, yeah. And then you see them like 20 years later, right? Like, and you're like, Oh. oh, well, there's mm. a reason we broke up. <laughs> I made some. I made some choices, and like I've made some choices. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, but like, in it, it's it feels a little. It feels a little bit like that. Um, I maintain okay. that like my my sort of like romantic slash sexual awakening happened because uh, I saw the Phantom of the Opera and Labyrinth in a very like right at kind of like this pivotal boy pants age. Yep, and Bowie like pants. and it like a like a baby duckling yeah, <laughs> like these, for sure. these characters imprinted on me and basically have ruined my life yeah. uh, ever ever since uh, but it felt it felt a bit like that like I so see I see so clearly how baby me was like this is the most romantic <laughs> thing in the entire world I hope one day I find a partner will kidnap me <laughs> Like, wouldn't that be love? I can't wait. And secret, like, like, and since then you're like, "Mm, no, I don't like anything that happens to that person at all. Yeah, no, and now I can look at it with like all of this like space and distance and be like, I see how this fucked me up for most of my natural life now. Ah, I have moved past a lot of things, but like you can see how how seeds were sown. Okay. Um, so okay, wait. So but okay, we, this have, is we not actually a therapy started, session no, as much. No, it's not. You started talking to me about uh, taking it to a place. I see. No, no, no. Uh, it's not that. It's I, I actually. It was. It was an interesting thing because you were posting about um, <clears throat> going to see the Phantom of the Opera, and mm-hmm. then. Also, Stacy was posting about going to the Phantom of the Opera, and you were quoting each other, and I just mm. was like, "This is fucking amazing," <laughs> you know, like, like because yeah. she had never seen it, and, yeah. you, and you're like, "You need to, you need to care about this." You know? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, listen, this is this is it <clears throat> explains things about me and other people that you just need to be aware of right now. Um, but all of that is to kind of say, like, I've been thinking about villains for a very, very, a very long, long time. time. A very, very long time. time. You're doing uh, a better job of pulling us back. I am. I'm, gonna bring it, I'm bringing it back around. I'm going to bring it back around. Uh, I even I even wrote, like, a, a, a book-length work that was a series of love poems to supervillains, which is oh. called Doom, uh, which I am, you know, still Doom very and proud and in of. brackets of my heart. 
<laughs> Doom love poems for supervillains. This is ridiculous. Is it's it really ridic- love? Poems? Yeah, that is literally the subtitle. It's yeah. I'm very proud of it. It's illustrated. It was. It was only after <laughs> I, had, I had discussed this thing with with Stefan and 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 you had mentioned Hench and you kind of said fanfic and I I'd never heard. I honestly had never heard the the term ah. fanfic before. So I looked at it. I'm like. <gasps> That's what that's what hired goon is. Hired goon is fanfic. Like I, I, I placed myself or I placed a character within the the world of all these villains and superheroes. So, so is it set like officially in Marvel, like the Marvel extended no, no, universe? No, no, no. The first episode he's with the he's with uh, Two Face, and the, the right, second okay, yeah, the second yeah, yeah, episode yeah, right. he's, he's in with the Incredibles. He's Syndrome Henchman. Right. And the third episode he just happens to be within the French police force. Right, so there you have a you have you have a character, a self-insertion, a self-insertion, yeah, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, who's <laughs> a lingo style character who is moving through different different universes. worlds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I can't possibly write a book on that, but I love the idea that this person just doesn't like just has no idea, one hundred percent unaware. Just answers a Craigslist ad and goes, "Yeah, they needed a guy. You know they needed I mean? a guy, right? Like often you need a guy, and sometimes it doesn't matter, right? Sometimes it's just like I need." Somebody to stand, yeah. th- literally to stand there. Um, but often supervillains seem to need, I mean, and heroes, but supervillains seem to need very specific skill sets. Right. Um, which I found super interesting. Because mm-hmm. often, often it's a guy. You need a guy. Mm-hmm. I need a guy who can throw a punch. but uh, okay. Or maybe not. I need, sometimes I need a getaway driver. Sometimes I need a safe cracker. Sometimes oh. I need somebody who's extremely good with spreadsheets. Somebody, I, I, sometimes <laughs> I need, you do, okay? Like, sometimes I need somebody who's, like, incredible, has incredibly good social engineering and is really, right. really good at talking to people. Cambridge um, Analytica. Yeah. I, <laughs> the listen, movie. I mean... <laughs> Social media plays a significant role in my novel. It does it really? Yeah, does it really? it's used for quite nefarious purposes. I'm here for the likes. It's, <laughs> you know, if you get a whole bunch of people on the internet to be really angry at oh, somebody I, else, it I can definitely ruin it. their I life. I love it. Um, but yeah, I, I started like looking uh, much more carefully at, uh, at sort of superhero and supervillain narratives, um, and I realized that there was like. First of all, these jobs were often specific and fascinating. Um, you know, it often involved, like, a very particular kind of outfit or uniform, right? right? Like, just wild stuff. Um, and it it required a lot of skill yeah. in a lot of cases, like extraordinary skill, but also people who are willing to be totally disposable yeah, um, or right. who found themselves in situations where they had to be disposable. Um, and it, it made me sort of, I felt uh, as somebody who, uh, you know, often found themselves uh, precariously em- employed and likes to think of themselves as a fairly skilled person For sure. um, and sort of looking around at all of my brilliant, extraordinarily talented, like underemployed friends, underemployed <laughs> friends, like constantly, I'm like, man, freelance is a world, man. Freelance is a whole thing, yeah. and it, like, is is working for a sil- super villain worse than working for an oil company? Uh, no, it is no different. No, it's not. No. It's not. It's not at all. Uh, so you know, let's let's be real here. If you know, a job came up that was like. Okay, yes, you're working for Two-Face, but seriously, all you have to do is, like, some content writing and a little bit of Excel. <laughs> like, it seems fine, but seem like, I could immediately put myself in a position where, like, I can see taking that job. I can very oh, easily see taking that job. 100%. I can 100%. very easily see so many of my friends and colleagues taking those jobs. Yep. And once I could sort of see, you know, that position a lot more clearly um, and also like just from personal experience understood like exactly how scary sometimes precarious employment can be and what that means and what that can mean for whole groups of people at once um, I felt like that was something that like I could turn into something um, so but, cool. but I definitely like went in with an idea right. um, that was like this might be a cool thing to write about uh, right. and to make funny um, I'm not one of those people that like had any idea what it was going to be or how it was going to end or what the you know I I I don't plot things out um, mm-hmm. probably I should it would save me a lot of time but um, <laughs> writing is very much an act of discovery <laughs> for me which is We've a fan, had, which is a very fancy <clears throat> way of saying I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> no you know like you know we we've actually interviewed a couple of. Uh, authors and 
<clears throat> some people plan and some people don't. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it is. And I think that, you know, I think it's important to accept your workflow mm-hmm. because obviously it works for you. Like you can write 20,000 words and then turn around and not touch it for eight yeah, years. Yeah, I don't recommend that necessarily. <laughs> uh, I, I ended up giving myself. A, dude. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate you looking out for me, but I for sure gave myself like a, a repetitive way, stress way. injury during that period of time. It was bad news. Um, and I, unquestionably, the best work that I produced was later yeah. when I was like had a much more structured schedule. Right. Uh, so it wasn't necessarily like I didn't have to like complete a thing. It didn't have to be good. It just had to happen. Yeah, and as yeah, long yeah. as it was happening and happening regularly, then like that's really where do you, I could kind do. You of, also like, feel that that the time between. I'm oh, sorry to interrupt no, like no, that. No. Do you feel that the time between that initial large blop of draft, mm-hmm. you became more nuanced? Like you, a lot of things happened for right. sure um, that ended up having a I think a pretty profound just in my personal life that that's ended up I mean, having like a pretty profound obviously. impact on the book. Absolutely. Um, I, I feel like uh, it, if I had finished it earlier or if I had sort of like the book that it was at the first draft was very different than the book surface. it ended up being. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it was it was a little bit like uh, like I don't want to be dismissive when I say this, but it was just sort of like only trying to be funny. Right. You know, like yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. you know, tell Which us. is the goon. The goon, sure. my goon and is like, like that. He's just trying to be funny. Yeah, like yeah. there's, it's, it was, it was like, and which isn't to say that, you know, the characters weren't interesting or there weren't moving moments, but it, it was definitely like just trying to do a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I, I sort of had, I became a person who had just been through more things and I had different ideas for where I wanted it to go and I was able to kind of take the time mm-hmm. to, you know, um, give it that second and third pass to incorporate a lot of that and to to make it, I think, um, something much more um, much more complex and yeah. layered, uh, which is, you know, like, I think the 20th word is fuck and definitely two characters talk about eating ass on, like, page three, so, <laughs> like, I just want to you know, be but on clear. a mobile device, it's not page three, <laughs> no, it's, no, like no, page it's like page eight. It's like page six, <laughs> eight, it's fine, it's totally fine, the ebook it gets version. Past yeah, <laughs> it'll be totally fine. Okay. Do you see? Um, sorry, if you, did did you have, did you want to keep going on? What no, you're I just saying? Uh, the short version was like, yes, it is different, <laughs> uh, and I'm gl- and I'm glad it is different. W- which isn't to say that like the two years I didn't touch it, I like was in a constant state of agony and suffering for but, not working on it. No, like I no. wanted. No, I was. I oh really wanted to be. Um, I was. I was uh, unsuccessfully trying to start a PhD. Um, you know, I moved to from Toronto to Montreal and then back. Um, Montreal's you know. no good, anyways. Right? <laughs> it's it's a, it's, a pl- it's somebody was like, uh, you know, Montreal is a place, and this this is in no way intended as as a dig. But it can be. Tour. It's more a dig toward it myself. Uh, but it's a place where you go to figure your shit out and, and then like you leave. And, and but sometimes you stay, <laughs> right? <laughs> because you never figure right? it like, out. Ooh, yeah. I got friends in Montreal. I lived in Montreal it for hit a hard. while. Don't worry about it. You're not there anymore. It's okay. Yeah, I, I it's left. where you go to pay cover to get into bars. That's the stupidest oh, place yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely a like <clears throat> a, it was less the city but more and more like my time in the city. But I I was I was genuinely in like um a pretty perpetual state of stress not working on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um so I I don't recommend that part of the experience. Uh definitely <laughs> the the constantly being freaked out about it, but uh, I ended up um like I'm, I'm happy with where the book is now. So even though it took a lot longer to get here than I think I would have liked, um, I am very glad that at, you know, and especially in the last couple of years that I was working on it, that I, I spent that time, mm-hmm. um, you know, really digging into like who are these people and why are they doing this thing and like why, why my main character, like why Anna. Why? Why her, as opposed to literally anybody else? Right. Um, which was a question my partner asked me. That, um, like, re- was very stressful at the time. Initially, it was like I, you know, he he was like, I think I, you should just think about why her. Like, of of everybody in the world, why her? Because like, arguably, she ends up doing some things that nobody else could have done. And I'm like, oh, crap. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like was no, it, I have was to it come up with solution, an answer. You know? Like, yeah. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, well, obviously it was this. It, it was more about like, 
discovering who she was as a person and it's worth it. it's yeah worth and it was it's... it was super worth it it was it was and I'm so glad he asked that question and yeah. I'm so glad I did that work um, and a lot of a lot of that time was that work was like examining why things happened not just having them happen because it was cool yeah yeah oh, that's and great a I... lot of things do happen because they're cool though <laughs> well <laughs> people love explosions <laughs> there are some good ones <laughs> Do do you feel that the the process of giving yourself the limitation of I'm gonna I'm gonna write this novel mm-hmm. has it opened up other potential novels for you? Oh, totally. There is no time when I have more ideas about other stuff than I would when the, you're writing when on I'm something. writing. Like it's like I'm finishing this project. It's like what if you wrote a novella? Welcome about, to ADHD. Yeah. It's like what if, what if you wrote a novella about fairies? Have you ever thought about that? It's like come on, man. Like I just need to solve this plot point. We just have to work on it right now. Stop please, thinking about fairies. Please, Ray and why that um, unicorn? Yeah, unicorn doesn't need to be written. It doesn't right now. need to be there. Uh, I love Peter S beagle too but just like calm down brain um so it, it definitely like when i'm in writing shape i'm in good writing shape so right, it's much easier sure. to keep doing it so if i have you know like a schedule where you know i'm writing somewhere between five and fifteen hundred words a day four or five days a week mm-hmm. um which is a very like consistently doable amount for me somewhere in there like sometimes it's on the lower end sort of like 5 750 sometimes it's like um feels like a lot i mean it feels, honestly it feels like a lot uh it, but i do you started just break it out five. based off of work day like you say like my work day is this and i'm going to block off this and i actually i don't know no, that's, what a, you... that's a good question so um when i when i uh when my partner and I, because um, he helped me a lot, like to figure a lot of this out, right. um, you know, just sort of like timing wise and what worked for me, um, you know, I, I started off trying things like I'm going to write for 45 minutes and it doesn't matter oh how God. much I how get do you... down. It's just like 45 minutes set a timer, whatever, you know, like try things like that. Um, and what uh, ended up being better for me is word count. So I yeah. just sort of like go until I hit a word count. Um, huh. And if I... Uh, feel you can stop you do yeah if i it, if i feel like i can keep going i do within like a bit but um i did find that like big long blitzes of like you know i, I sort of enter a fugue state right. uh, and then write for 10 hours which is definitely a thing i've done before uh <laughs> t- one or two or 10 times but not a good thing but not good it's no, not good for me it's you not... start to travel down a road that you don't need to be the work on. and the work is just not as good right yeah. it's flat out not as good so i try so it's got sort of like both a lower and upper well, that's cap. really interesting um yeah so we we just sort of figured out, you know, experimenting with things that, like, yeah, a, somewhere in that word count works for me. A word count works for me as right. opposed to time or or any sort of other measure. Um, and it's not trying to be, like, great. It's trying to be done, right? It's trying <laughs> to have done the thing. Um, and I find that, like, just that little bit of structure, it's, like, however often, again, right. like, usually four or five days because, like, Life happens and, sure. you know, yeah. uh, writing every day I don't think is sustainable. And, uh, you know, kind of trying to just, like, hit that benchmark of, like, hey, you did the thing. Um, right. Once I'm doing it regularly, it's so easy to keep doing it regularly. That's so good. Um, and, yeah, it's... It's, uh, it's, it's just a precedent for your, for your own attention, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you start to go, if I didn't write today, Why? Yeah, exactly. Right? Or like, yeah, and for sure there were times when I didn't and it was like, well, this, you know, I, did I just feel bad or did this day get away from me or mm-hmm. did like a thing happen and I couldn't have anyway and sort of like, or did I feel really burnt out and why might that be? And sort of like yeah. looking at the reasons you don't write when you're writing all the time ends up being really useful too. Creativity is a, a, a really hairy beast and i you know i listen as someone that you know runs a podcast and and i have that networking event mm, and yeah. I, I work work and i got all this other stuff i do you tons of stuff that you do but <laughs> thank you you do but, but part of that for me is it, it, i do set a schedule for myself like mm-hmm. this has to be done on this day you know like we i need to edit this and this has to happen i need to plan the next event and this has to happen mm-hmm. um I can't imagine. And every time I've thrown writing in, I just go, I'm going to write really fast and like just write it. Like I'll just, that's why, that's why the goon is not a nuanced character. The, the goon is who he is. Um, I think that, I, I think it's a, a boon to have been a, 
provided the opportunity that, that you, uh, you manufactured the opportunity as opposed to provided. It's the wrong word. Manufactured the mm-hmm. opportunity for yourself by having <clears throat> a relatable character that someone within the publishing world went, oh, I love it. You know what I mean? Like, man, I'm just, I'm, I think I'm just really lucky. Like, and no, I know, no, I know there's like a lot of work, no. but I, I, I want to explain that, like, I feel like I'm lucky in the way that, like, a cockroach is lucky and that, like, <laughs> I'm sure that's not. It's like, well, it's like a, resili- a specific kind of resilience, right? Like, it's like, yeah, it's like, I lived, jerks. What are you going to do? Take another swing, bitches. Still here. Still here. I'm the lucky one that lived. Try that's again not, with that I'm, raid. I'm I don't even need this. That's not how that works. But okay. You know. well, I, feel, I feel eternally lucky, you know, sure. that I had, like, you know, that, that I was able to like carve out time to finish a thing and I had like people in my life who were supportive of the thing I was doing and had an agent who was super supportive of the thing that I was doing and you know I've 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 found um you know uh, there is there is just no way like I think the idea of like the lone genius like slaving away in a cabin is like I, I just think actually impossible. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent, no. Yeah. And there's just no way that it would have happened without the support system that that I had. Um, and I think that you know, luck is something that can be nurtured, mm-hmm. certainly, mm-hmm. and and worked on. But I I do feel extremely lucky about the situation I've I have a different word in. for you then. Okay, fortunate. Fortunate. Lucky. Lucky is something people right. stumble into. Fortunate mm. is something that happens because of things. Like okay, you, I'll you, take it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like I'll take I, that. I always, I always think luck is something that the guy who won fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just fucking luck. That's just. Oh yeah, luck. that's that's one hundred percent luck. That can also you, be very you, unlucky. You are one. You, one, you're fortunate. Oh no, one hundred percent. But you are fortunate in that you have. Uh, you know, a support group, a support mm-hmm. group around you that that wants you to succeed, and you you have belief in yourself thanks to that support group, mm-hmm. <laughs> and also a genuine talent. You well, know, thank you. Well, I appreciate. I appreciate. I like listening. Thanks. I like watching what you read Ooh, and you what, watching what you write. And, um, but but I think it's important sometimes because we we have a habit of distancing ourselves from our efforts. Mm-hmm. And I think that that over the course of, like only in, like I think I've only known you, and not even very well, but like peripherally, I've known you for maybe a year or two. Yeah, something and, like and, that. And, yeah. And in that time, like you've always impressed me with, you know, your excitement for what's happening around you, but your measured tone in, oh, in wow. what's happening. Uh, well, on Twitter, <laughs> at any rate, right, at any, we've uh, never had a drink together, so that's probably mm, a thing. Um, that? Um, but but I've always been really impressed by um, how supportive you are of the people around you and how supportive they are of you. And I, I think that that's that's fortune. I don't think that that's luck. I'll I'll take I'll take that. I'll definitely take the like the the fortunate distinction because I I think that yeah I think that I'm. Um, Having having the people in my life that are in my life is extraordinary, um, and I don't think that um, I would be I don't think I would be in this place, and I don't think I would be sort of like uh, handling being in this place um, as well as I am. Right. Which let me tell you. Good things happening to you is actually quite difficult. I know. I'm still trying to unpack that with my therapist. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work out in the end. Oh, but, it'll um, be fun. Yeah, You're yeah. gonna have a good time. Oh yeah, it'll be. It's you know, it's been great. It's been great and wonderful, and also like really hard. Uh, and someone's I'm really gonna say to, to you. Me. Someone's gonna say to you, "Could you sign this for me?" Oh and, god. And you are gonna go, "Oh shit!" And then yeah. I, I don't have a pen. <laughs> uh, and they'll say, I have a pen. Shit. I don't know what to write. Oh, God. My name is, you know, Maureen. And you're like, Maureen, like M-O-R? Yeah, like I've never, I definitely have never heard nor spelled the name Maureen suddenly in my life. Like just my brain has been vacated. Yeah, that's that's going to be it's like. super cool. Just seeing it as an object is going to be wild. Like it, as, a, as a physical thing on the earth is going to be pretty crazy. I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I just, I just love, I, I love producing I love producing things I think that, that the production of art in any form is is of value I think that based off of where we are societally and globally you know someone that is doing something for the benefit of many as opposed to the benefit of themselves is is uh, of, of 
definitive value. And I, I, I'm really appreciative of, of your effort. Thank you. Is that like the sweetest thing I've ever said? I'm like, oh no, this is being a genuine, you're caught. You can't leave and a genuine compliment is happening. Uh, But thank you. You're tethered with headphones. Shoot, I can't leave. Uh, Thank you so much. That's that's really lovely. Um, I feel like, uh, I often feel very selfish Hmm. um, because the, the, at the end of the day, um, like this is something that gives me a lot of joy. Oh. Right, like a like a spectacular amount of joy, and like being able to say like, "Hey, read this thing," and like have someone read it, mm-hmm. and like tell me what they liked about it, or even just what they thought about it, is like hook me up directly to that sensation for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like having um, the book version of morphine. Oh my god, it's it's <laughs> extraordinary to like watch someone enjoy a thing you've made, like. So uh, cool. Which sounds really corny when I say it out loud, but like it's oh, no. it's amazing. It's, it's an not amazing at all. feeling. It's not at all. Listen, as every every time someone says something nice about the stuff I do, I I immediately go, "Are you joking?" <laughs> and then I go, <laughs> "Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's it's just the coolest thing uh, in, in the entire world." And and I like again, like I think I am lucky slash fortunate that You're I get to do it. Hold a book. You're gonna hold, hold a book it. in your hand that has your yeah. name on it and an uh, author photo on I the know. back and. Oh, that's just just the coolest thing. Yeah, they have to put my face on it, I guess. I guess it's like a part of what they have to do. studs and... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, get a get Max get Max to take the photo. He did take the photo that I sent. Oh, submitted. is that right? Yeah, okay. yeah. My friend Max Lander is Max a Lander, extraordinary photographer. He's an incredible photographer. Yeah, uh, like I, I, every time I think I'm gonna get new photos done. I'm just mm-hmm. the most unphotogenic human being. And the I look like a potato wearing glasses. Uh, so. so I'm <laughs> like, essentially yeah. like a, an mm-hmm. egg with a beard. I think. <laughs> an egg with a beard. Oh my god. <laughs> it's yeah. It's why I draw. It's why uh, like I, I wear a decent amount of makeup. I feel like I have to draw my face on my face otherwise it's just sort of like draw a, my a face on my face all of a sudden I'm just yeah. a flat plane. Exactly. Uh, well now that we've gone that direction. <clears throat> I can make fun of myself for a long time. Let me Tell I you. think anybody self deprecation is a talent. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, not self deprecation, unfortunately, is is one of my fortes. Um, one of <laughs> which does come. Uh, Are you going to make fun of me? <laughs> I like you. <laughs> Outwardly facing <laughs> deprecation. <laughs> it's like you're not kidding. You're like a potato with a beard. I don't know. No, not I. I must be the most annoying person to edit in the entire world because every single time uh, an editor like my editor or a copy editor or you know whoever was working on the the book would like send a question back I, like I would write a novel about why I made that decision and then often just do what they did for like sure. what they asked what they for suggested. but it was like let me take you on a on a journey about why <laughs> yeah. I made this one so like here's here's one for example um, somebody pointed out that uh, there was a character um, who uh, had a last name, and everybody else on the, the this particular team doesn't have a last name. Oh. So it's like you know, like um, there's like uh, there's Tammy and Noor and a couple of other people, and um, and then there's Walter Shepard, and then there's one character <laughs> named uh, Javier Khan. Oh well. So come what happened? Wait, wait. This is I left it in to embarrass myself. So uh, when I wrote. The first draft, again, like way back in like 2013, uh, and I wrote this character. Um, I I named this character because at the time I had a crush that I wasn't admitting to myself on my current partner, Jairus Khan. Uh, and then promptly forgot I had done that as a right. like I I like this person I'm just gonna like like I, I pulled in a lot of names from people I like just like liked in the world yeah. but in particular it was like I like this person I'm gonna write Javier him Javier is gonna have a it's, last there's gonna be yeah, it's, it's just like boop <laughs> ha just like full name uh, and then forgot I had done that right and then we'd been dating like like a few weeks like right. uh and and like he and I had been friends for a very long time and we knew each other very very well and uh I sent him the manuscript forgetting I had done this and then a couple of days later he was like really 
So what's the deal with Javier? What's Cano? what's the name? What's the, <laughs> really, Javier? Cano? And I was like, I felt my soul leave my body. Like well, it's it like was, you're it was break <laughs> up because of that. It was so, like no, it was just so deeply like. Illuminating. I never expected anybody. <laughs> first of all, I forgot. Secondly, I never expected anybody to like find or see it. Like right. I was like, I will change this long before another human sees it, <clears throat> let alone the person, the person I I'm writing it about. about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I also refer to him as like the Excel pervert as a compliment. Like there's just a lot of oh, things boy. that are going on there, um, <laughs> and like so, an editor pointed out totally correctly, like. You know, none of these other people get last names. Yeah, I'm like, that's well, inconsistent, by right, the way. Right, yeah, and I'm like, I'm leaving it in, and here's the novel about why. Because uh, it's now it's a joke at me, at myself, about how I did this extraordinarily right. embarrassing thing. I have to say, you know, one of the, one of the things about uh, talking to authors and then also I, I interviewed an editor was the distillation of the message. So, so mm. they, have to, they have to, one... They kind of have to understand where you were going, mm-hmm. right? And then secondarily, they, they need to – I love that I used the longer version of second, secondly, but secondarily, <laughs> they, um, they need to know what's going to make the most sense in the long mm-hmm. run. So when someone says, like, hey, by the way, why – why though? Why Javier Khan? Right. And 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 you respond with this massive thing. I guarantee you, they looked at that email. And, All right. It's fine. This is not worth fighting about. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, that I, much don't, about I don't care enough. Yeah, and that's, this was literally a note. <laughs> and it's I, I'm so glad that question was asked of me because right. like now I get to think about it and and the vast and majority of the time. Now you get to recount time, it in a podcast. Now you get to recount this hilarious thing in a podcast. But uh, yeah, there's there's you know every single question. I asked or I was asked rather was valuable like unquestionably yeah, yeah every every change every everything I was asked every like suggested addition or deletion like um, was so helpful because um, often they were completely correct right okay. and yep. just and very oh, good oh, and like that's their job I've like absolutely made the book a, a lot better um, for having asked those questions and mm-hmm. made those suggestions mm-hmm. but if uh it was something I pushed back on. First of all, my I felt like super respected in any kind of pushback. Um, like it was always extremely courteous and like received very well. And that whole process was really, really positive. Um, but it made me, if there was a thing I cared enough about to push on, um, then that, that told me something as well. It's like, no, right. I care about this and this has to be here. And sometimes it's, I care about this and this has to be here or stay this way. But that means maybe I didn't explain this as yep. well as I should have. So I'm actually going to change this other small thing over there so that this makes more sense so it can stay. That's fantastic. I, so have, I have two I have two follow-up questions. Absolutely. First one is, did Javier Khan, <laughs> in your mind, did he have a dialogue in the book? Yeah, he okay. has quite a bit of dialogue. Okay. Yeah. In your mind, uh-huh. does he have an accent or does he sound like Jairus? Oh, um, I hadn't thought about his voice very much. Really? You yeah. don't hear their voice in your head? Oh, I, only a couple. Oh, only that's a couple. interesting. Yeah, I hear, uh, like, I hear Leviathan's voice extraordinarily Leviathan clearly. Leviathan being the uh, villain? Of, or? Yeah, kind of like the the um, the big bad of the universe that, okay. that the novel is set in. Because you haven't said anything about the novel. Oh, sure. And we can... We can <laughs> I guess we haven't talked about the plot at <laughs> we have all. But. Twenty minutes in which no, no, no. I'm just kidding. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, here's here's the reason I ask, and and it was a conversation that I had <clears throat> before. The, your readers are going to give all of your mm-hmm. characters a voice in their head. Great. You know, yeah. Like, Javier Khan will have an entirely different voice than the one you picture. Yeah, that's great. I think it's I think it's amazing. I think that's awesome. No, that's that's fantastic. Like I I um, I include. I've really tried to include the details about the characters that I think are important. Mm-hmm. Like these are the things that make this person who Gravely they are. Voice and, yeah, and like if it's like if it's the that's smooth, like, tilt, lilting, whatever. Of, exactly. Yeah. If, if it's like if that's important to that character, that like that detail be in there, and they, um, you know, pick. also I can you know write all those descriptors. Somebody's still going to picture us like sure. slightly different quality yep. than I'm imagining for sure. Um, but uh, I'm I love that people are going to 
just yeah. make shit up yeah. and just like hear and see things like very differently than I have. Yeah. I'm thinking of them in my head. Ha, I think that's ha, great. Javier is going to be a Telemundo like telenovela oh, no, novella. That's character. that's what you have in your head. That's great. Hello. <laughs> I am Javier. Oh my god. Do you want to have a cerveza con con meal? Oh my god! <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's Javier right there. Okay, <laughs> but but he's not because it's like an Excel spreadsheet guy. I mean, that could be the <laughs> that could be an Excel spreadsheet guy. Like this, the, there could be a telenovela spread. Like my nombre is absolutely Javier. <laughs> Javier Khan. <laughs> it's a it's he's definitely a a complicated and extremely brilliant person. Well, uh, he already is. Right. So in it's, real world. I mean, he's a, he's a sweet dude, but he's also oh, my partner. We moved on to my partner yet. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. He's a super sweet guy. I really, I really like, oh, by you. the way, I like your partner. He's a, he, he's a nice dude. Thanks. He's all right. I think um, I'm going to keep him. I think you should. <laughs> Give him the opportunity. Keep him around. You know. It's all right. Yeah. Um, that may not make it into the. <laughs> <laughs> so so, uh, are you? Uh, when 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 is the book uh, slated to be slated? The right word. What's the word? Sure. Yeah. Delivering, yeah. Um, delivering? Sched- scheduled. Sched- slated. Scheduled? Yeah. And anything like I that is fine. Uh, fall twenty twenty. Oh shit! Yeah. So this <gasps> this fall, uh, it's um, it's I'm not positive on the date it looks like mid-september right now but obviously there can be like that's what it's kind of like listed in you know up on amazon or whatever right now and and it's kind of the official listing date for pre-order it is available for pre-order which is very exciting just about everywhere it's it's up there's going to be an audiobook so it's up on audible um you know who's your narrator I don't know yet. Oh, it hasn't my been God. Set, but do you need a narrator? <laughs> you can talk to my talk to my editor. I could so also be Leviathan. Oh my God! Oh wow, that's so not his voice. Uh, I could be Leviathan. Oh <laughs> like this, he's the one. It's actually kind of the closest one, but no. Uh, like his, it, I he is you said this before, but like his is the voice I can sort of like hear. Amazing. I guess most clearly, and um. And sort of like I have to do a very particular thing with my brain to Get be it, like, right. what? How would this come out? For sure, <laughs> right? Because it's it's like putting it's a it's a very particular kind of like shoving your brain in. And there, there's definitely you know other characters who uh, like superhero voice right. is a very particular kind of thing. Whether somebody is like conversing versus mm-hmm. like officially talking and they're like superhero stuff. capacity yep. um or or just like you know a, a one superhero interacting with another like on the field of battle or whatever <laughs> is suddenly like this very intense like and s- kind of scripted thing yeah, um, yeah. which is very different from when like they're just in a meeting can you pass me a beer <laughs> <laughs> or just yeah like if they think they're if they think they're not talking to somebody terribly important yeah. can you pass um, me a beer like suddenly a very different thing is happening yeah, yeah. so 100%. um so it's yeah there's there's sort of like different uh different kind of like positions I have to put myself in yeah, to, yeah. you know, get those kinds of voices right. Do you find that as you have, uh, I mean, now you're in a, you're kind of in the finalization mm-hmm. mode of the, of the oh, novel. God, yes. <laughs> That's amazing, right? Like. It's amazing. You, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, so are you, are you at, are you done? Like, is it done, 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 done? It's like, uh, so uh, I'm at the proofing stage, oh. so that means the uh, the two rounds of edits we did are done, and the copy edit is done. Okay. And I now have, and the interior is done and has been laid out, and so I have a document that I am now going through as it would appear to somebody who bought to the somebody book. who like is holding the bound object. Um, oh my and this God. is not the very last pass, oh, okay. but we are pretty close. And uh, I definitely, when I when I got um, this version of the manuscript, you know, there's like a letter that accompanies it that's like here's explains how you are interact with the text, right? So when it's um, you know when you get a document, and you're editing in the document, there are very particular like ways. This is how it works with my publisher anyway. Very particular ways uh, that you interact with that document. Okay. So like um, you know, just. You suggest things in word instead of just, you know, like, accept all. You know, there are different sorts of things like that. 
um, small things like that. Uh, and this is, you know, has those instructions. And uh, right at the top of that letter in like all caps is, this is your last chance to change anything. Uh, which uh, which is sort of the like, like are you probably a, 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 like a word could be changed here. Because in the, of that? Oh yeah, like, absolutely. But I was most anxious at the last pass. Okay. Because okay. we did the edits. Less so now. Yeah, less so now because I did I did the like edits I felt really strongly about because I had done I had done sure. the edits, I'd sent them off. We were at the copy editing stage and I suddenly was like I have decided I hate these five sentences in particular. <laughs> like upon a cold reread for whatever reason like I flat I refuse. So and like cut them. Blue jamais. Yeah, like, no, can't, this cannot be here. They must go. You know that, like, meme of, like, uh, lightning striking the ocean and it's, like, five different lightning fuck bolts and it's, particular. like, fuck these five fish in particular? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, like, fuck these five sentences in particular. Like, I have to go. Um, so I felt, before I could do that, like, before, like, when it was sort of that in-between space right. between, like, the edit and the copy edit. You felt capable of doing yeah. that. Well, I felt like I, I really want the manuscript so I can do it so I can like right. make those marks right now so I can like okay it's done and this this thing I don't want here that I feel is like change a tone in a way that I don't like can like wow. be stricken from the record and I don't have to worry about it again so since I've made like that round of change um I'm much less stressed out and uh, like this might be a terrible thing to say if there's like a single misspelling that somehow manages to get through the like fine sieve of like eight hundred people. Looking. Seems unlikely, but first of all, extremely unlikely. Secondly, I don't care. I don't like <laughs> if like the, uh, if there's like a like a ought instead of a of. You know what I mean? Right, like that sure. someone's human eyes just like did not see and no one no one caught like a letter being wrong somewhere. Now that you've said it, that's gonna I, not I, happen. At I all. cannot muster the like emotion to care about that i care about like you're gonna i be, should have included this detail about this person and i didn't or you're, listen you're gonna be at comic-con san diego 2021 and some i might be at comic-con 2020 oh but 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 <laughs> like in, on behalf person. of hench oh man that would I'm be saying. rad yeah like you're gonna you're, you'll be <clears throat> part of the group that is announcing the show, the Hench show. Oh my god! And you're gonna st- and and some big put that positive big, energy out in the big world. Big fucking nerd you. is gonna get up and go on page two sixty four. You you made a guy. There the third word on the second line was of, but it should have been with. What do you and you'll be like? Cool. I have not a single fuck to give. I can't like. There's no. I'm like cool that you think like probably you're right. It is. It is interesting that like. I, uh, first of all, by that thank time you, for you have close... a publicist. By that time you'll have somebody going. Oh, yeah. The person who's like, oh my god, I feel so bad for whoever is going to be like the PR assigned to me is just constantly going to be like, just giving, just like giving them an ulcer, like one hundred percent. He have enough spit in his mouth when he said it. Line forty-seven on page sixty-six. Oh, this is comic book guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Comic book guy. So first of all, thank you. Imaginary comic book guy for uh, close reading that like See? intensely Look at that you. like you caught it like honestly that's my first reaction like holy shit someone cared enough to like catch a detail I like I that's, missed that's incredible amazing first of all that makes me feel great that Look you read it, it that closely you through a, I've coached I know, you I feel really a, good about a, it a, secondly a harsh comment yeah secondly probably right yeah. you know like there, it should have been time, yeah, maybe right. maybe it should have been it's a good uh, idea do you want my job like oh, <laughs> it's not that no nobody can do my job you oh, don't worry oh shit <laughs> here we go no the confidence train has left the station oh my <laughs> god oh my god but that's like that's not a thing I care about or yeah, no, like of I course, want to fight of about. course, of course, of course. So I went to uh, Dragon Con back in August, uh, which is this like gigantic nerd convention. It's like ninety thousand people. Oh, in, it, in, it's, it's huge people. in Atlanta. It's it's massive. Um, <laughs> it's too many people. It's, it's arguably too <laughs> many there, people. Is there one where it's sixty <laughs> in yes. a large room? <laughs> yeah, sixty. Yeah. Oh 
not 60,000, 60. <laughs> just ah, 60 in just general. Six, I'm sure yeah. you can make that happen. That's the reason <laughs> I have a fairly unsuccessful network event. I believe that, the, oh my God, I believe that that's within, 60 people in a room is within your power to it, provide. It tends to be, yeah, yeah, as it works out. But, uh, yeah. So but Dragon I, Con, yes. Yeah, I, 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 and I got to put together um, a discussion about uh, something that figures, you know, a medium prominently in the book, which is uh, if you run the math, superheroes are actually very bad for the world. Oh yeah, and I have I have run this math. I've fa- I have found it. Okay, uh, I can't take credit for it. There's um there's a professor in uh, New Zealand named Elon Noy who's oh. very good at disaster math. So he is uh there's a he's he has developed and refined um, a way to calculate the exact cost in right. human life years um, for that uh, natural disasters um, wreck on their communities. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so like earthquakes and, you know, tsunamis. And, and really, that's the only kind of comparable measure that you can make to for a superhero. Yeah, right. Because there's like, you know, there's, there's sort of direct damage that they do to villains and henches. And then there's, you know, the sort of like collateral damage that happens to people and property. Yep. Um, and, you know, this, this, uh, this, this me- measurement called the daily measurement, um, is really great at, at providing that. Uh, so I got to give, um, give sort of a, a panel discussion huh. about like, hey, huh. like I've run, let's look at year one of Batman. Here's the this numbers. is what Batman costs. Right. Actually, I would argue that this is too much. And uh, I got into some really fun arguments, you know, right. like where, um, you know, a couple people came up and, uh, you know, different versions of the argument um, being that, you know, if, if Batman like, um, beats up eight people and like wrecks a bar to get um, you know one name. In, yeah like information yeah. about like you know one supervillain isn't that worth it and I'm like is it though is like it? can you can you show me how those that's people had to go to worth it to the hospital yeah the and like hospital this is what it this much money. totally this this is what it costs them this is how much it cost um, in lost wages yeah you know like this is what the property damage was like and that bartender who owns that place they did nothing like that was insurance I, has to get involved totally yeah. like it's such a pain in the ass. that glass has there's to a be whole, replaced there's a whole I, I actually read a whole thing it was like just a must have been just a meme or something but it was like Someone said, "Your parents are dead. What are you going to do? You could, you're a billionaire. You could start a philanthropic organization mm-hmm. that could just benefit the entire city, and it would wipe out poverty, wipe out homelessness." And he's like, "No, I'm going to go to a cave, and I'm going <laughs> to dress as a bat. I'm going to dress as a bat." It's like, well, if you just t- put that money towards but- the poor. It would probably help them a lot more. A very different thing would be happening, and, and you know, like there's, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a meme now. But the, the like, you know, if Batman just sort of like rerouted those billions into like, you know, um, social works. So yeah, social work. A lot of those villains wouldn't have been created or exist yep. to begin with. Yep. Um, but yeah, like it's, I there's not. Um, like, even if you look at, like, if a villain's plot had been successful, uh-huh. often the cost uh, to stop that plot is greater than it having gone off without a hitch. Um, which is, you know, like, I'm not saying we should necessarily let supervillains do what they want, but I'm not necessarily <laughs> not saying that. Um, but I'm, I'm, what I am saying is, like, let's actually run these numbers. Like, let's run right. these numbers and look at right. the math and, like, see what's happening here um and when when you do it's not it's not super great but i got i got some very interesting and difficult questions um when i sort of did my like let me show you the powerpoint of how like Mm -hmm, superheroes mm -hmm. are bad um that you know and the the question like of is it you know isn't it worth it is often no no you know uh, or at least i would argue that it's no and there was some um you know often pushback about like well you know like I know we're not supposed to, like, beat people up for information or whatever, right. but, like, but if you, you know, end up arresting the penguin, is it, is it, isn't that worth it? I'm like, is, is it, though? <laughs> and also, you're making that call because Batman isn't beating the shit out of you right yeah. now. Like, you over there, that's, like, very easy for and you how many to make people, that. How many people has Batman beaten the shit out of that actually had no connection to anything just happened to be a, a poor person that was in the wrong spot if you I you can know? I can actually give you numbers well, no, <laughs> like but if obviously you not like, right but, now but, but I'm just saying that oh, yeah. there, there are there are situations Many. in which there are just like collateral damage in, mm-hmm. in which 
people just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and a superhero totally. beats the shit out of them or they crap or a building to, catches fire or, or use their car for a bludgeon or you know at whatever 100% whatever yep there's no reason for any of it beyond they had a single-minded purpose towards what they call justice. Right. There's one, there's one I think, typical pursuit. Uh, I think maybe the villains aren't so bad. I mean, some of them are, but some of them aren't. But they're not, but but they're not trying are. to hurt anyone. Most of them aren't trying to hurt anyone I particularly. Think a lot of, there are, mm, so I'm not oh, going to stand oh, here we and see, like... We're not trying to justify this, villainy. No, but... But yes, if I this this conversation or this question always puts me um, in a kind of like interesting position, uh, and where I, wherein I reveal my questionable morals, I I suppose, <laughs> which is like if if something is not like I could not give a shit if someone robs a bank, like I don't no, I don't care, not I ever, no. don't care, like no. I don't care that money is insured because the bank has been robbing people for but, like, generations. It's even. Even like removing that, which definitely it's I'm on, I'm on, admit. I'm on like side, uh, you know, side eat the justice. rich or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on team, uh, <laughs> team eat the rich, but um, no, no war with the class war. It's a great T-shirt, though. Yeah, it, it for sure is. Like <laughs> definitely on that side of the equation. But like, if if a human is not being harmed. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot muster the ability to care. That's what um, I mean. That's what I mean. Profoundly, and and a lot of the time it's like. So if a if a hero and these are all fictional scenarios, right? Of course yep, that we're talking yep. about. But like, if a hero is hurting someone to save property, I are I don't think that's a worthwhile no trade. No, no, like I just I just no, don't no, no, like. No. Um, and you know I think I think that like robbing a bank is different than like stealing someone's car, mm-hmm. right? Like. Uh, which is, you know, can be like now you can't get to work and it's really terrifying and like your your direct like my direct shit is stolen. Presto card, right? Like one. oh my god, like it's that that is hard, like you know that like is causing a massive inconvenience to yeah. that one individual person's life in a in a way that's shitty and and you know I think that like kind of subdividing like is this crime justifiable versus this other crime? <laughs> but I think that you know at the end at the end of the day we we often see in these superhero narratives, um, like. All of this violence happening, mm-hmm. in particular, like all this violence happening, um, in that we are very comfortable with, because yeah. it's like, because you know, Captain America is doing it in the name of right, or right? or yeah, or Batman is doing it, and it's like it's fine if Batman does this, um, and I think a, a lot of like the big question, or one of the major questions um, that I think exists in the book is like, well, but is it though? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? about, you know, just being designated a hero makes right. this, you know, often, you know, really repulsive behavior suddenly okay. And, like, why are we collectively willing to, you know, narratively justify what's happening here? Um, I Like, I think that's very interesting. And I think that, you know, I think that there's, uh, you know, and again, it's like to bring it right back around, it's part of the reason that, you know, I got I got really interested in, like, the position of the hench person in the first place because you know like you see uh i watch a lot of like superhero movies now to see like how many henches die right and they never like say that they die but like they do oh they do when I, like yeah. they, like if someone like a spider-man drops you off a building you're dead like there's just the human body is squishy and frail like there's just yeah. no way um so there are uh, i often do like like body counts, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or at least like that person has a spinal injury. There's no way that they don't like, you know, just kind of like um, mentally kind of noting how bad it is. Well, physically. it's become it's become a habit. Yeah, right. Totally, and and we're just it's it's absolutely become a habit for me, and and it's um, because I've like I guess what I'm trying to say is this a, a, a thing that's happened over the process of writing this book and doing the research for it is I've become like undesensitized to violence yeah. directed at um, disposable characters yeah. or like conceive like characters who are seen as like um, expendable like all these you know like all those like nameless guys that just run at John Wick and get mowed down oh yeah you know like uh, that that falls into the same category hired and- goon is one hired could be in John Wick yeah, yeah, yeah. Ab- 
Absolutely, but yeah. yeah, but like actual, re- not the movie, I, like not an extra in the movie John Wick, like no. actual John Wick, um, and like all like those some of those body counts are tremendous, um, and that I'm not here to make like a moral judgment about about no, the movies. No. Like I definitely only watch movies with like blood or ghosts or giant mm-hmm. robots. Like I I'm I'm for sure here for all of it, um, <laughs> but uh, I think it's important to like watch it critically. I think so. I, I think it's. I think we need to accept. That some of the stuff that we consume has a an ambiguity to it that we have we've just said okay that's that's the way this is they're going to throw bodies at this person mm-hmm. and they're going to be eliminated mm-hmm. well what did that body have right yeah like and it's in that moment it's like well this looks cool and it makes the hero look cool and it like shows off their fight like there's all there's all the like narrative yeah. reasons um, but the second you like look at what that potentially cost that person. Right. Um, off, sometimes their entire life and sometimes, you know, like other catastrophic um, kind of implications yeah. uh, to their body or otherwise. Like superhero movies become body horror really, really quickly mm-hmm. the second you start thinking of the ways that like superpowers interact with like ordinary human flesh, right? Like yeah. that's that's definitely Well, yeah. once you call it flesh. Right? Like uh, I just made it gross. Uh, no, I do, I'm just kidding. It's I do I do I write a lot of accidental body horror. It's not no, it, it's, it's, it's not okay, accidental. It's okay. What the, 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 <laughs> the original the original uh, concept of the goon was that he, he, it was called collateral damage and it was mm. innocent bystander right so the idea was that this one human being was in all of these movies getting more and more horrifically hurt so oh, like, God. by and it was like a limited thing so by the end Awful. of it well by the end of it the the innocent bystander was in a hospital bed dying and someone explained their circumstance that they had been in whatever movie but not in a movie they were just right. in the thing right, right. so <clears throat> that had been the initial concept behind the goon, and then I was like, you know what? That's just so fucking dark. You it's know. Real dark. So yeah. <clears throat> listen, we we have hit, we've hit an hour. Okay. So and we're a little bit past, but what I want to do is, mm. and and th- this is up to you whether or not you want to do this. Sure. But I've I've done a couple of giveaways. I've never actually given anything away yet, but I've offered the giveaway. So okay. what I'm going to do is I'll pre-order your book. So when it comes oh, out, that's when lovely. it comes out. You can sign it to whoever answers whatever question you come up with. Oh. In this episode, so oh, if, they, wow. if okay. they've listened to this episode, they will be at this point now. Uh huh. And you have a question that's related to whatever you said back in the episode, and if they email me at hugh at cancelthispodcast dot com, they can have that book. All right. Who is the professor? Um, Whose uh, research on disaster math I used in Hench. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. Yeah, so that's what's going to happen. That's lovely. Dear listeners, I am going <laughs> to pre-order the book. Thank you for your patience in advance. It will not be out until the September, fall. Yep. But I'm going to buy two because I want one. Aww. So you're going to have to write one that's you dear you. But uh, to whoever... Hugh at cancelthispodcast.com. What is the name of the <laughs> professor that did the study on disaster math? Yeah. And uh, if you get that right, and you're either the first or if many people email about it. <laughs> we'll see. By the time by the time we hit the summer, I'll be like, look, if there's uh, 50 people, you're going to have to pick a name. All right. Javier Khan. No. <laughs> what? Oh my god! Yeah. Shockingly, no. I get I get my own I get my own supply you of get your author own supply. copies. So yeah, I'm good. Uh, my, I don't my, need to no need to bamboozle anybody from our innocent no. listeners. Right, that's a joke. <laughs> my, my my spouse uh, designed an absolute bottle and we got a case of absolute. And I was oh. like, we don't really drink vodka, but right. it was super cool to have a case of. That's vodka. really cool. That's um, really really cool. Uh, yeah, but oh my gosh, Natalie. Zena, well shots. What a pleasure it's been to have you in the studio with me. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. I have enjoyed almost every second beyond when I had a cough. <laughs> you covered it extremely well. <laughs> I did, yeah. and no one ever heard of it, but I'm glad I brought it up. Because it's important to bring up the things that happen offset. It is. <laughs> off stage? Off stage? I don't know. It's, it's edited Stayed out. Left. I might put it in. Oh. Like that. Preserve the cop. <laughs> I'll, I'll preserve the cop. It, 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 yeah. Um, Natalie, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been delightful. 
This episode of Can't Sell This was produced in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All creative content in this episode is copyright Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. Intro voice is Jeff Wright. Opening and closing track is Watch Him They Said from the 2018 album Hypocritic Oath by Not Of. All inquiries can be directed to admin at cancellthispodcast.com.